Welcome to the Wise Birth Radio. We are women, students, and mamas exploring healthy pregnancies, empowered birth, nurtured postpartum, and natural parenting from a holistic, intuitive, and grounded experience. We share knowledge through interviews, stories, and musings. We hope to inspire you to take charge of your childbearing journey for yourself and your family. This show is intended to spark your own curiosity and encourage you to listen to your body, your baby, and your intuition. I'm Mabel. And I'm Sarah. And we are your hosts on Wise Birth Radio. Okay, here we are. Here we are. Ten days? Ten. Today's day ten. Yeah, today is a very exciting podcast. It's the birth story of my fourth child, which is crazy to even say that out loud. Crazy that you have four children? or Yeah, exactly. The other day, they were finally all in one spot on my bed, and I took a picture with them, and I was like, I have a little, what did I say? What do ducklings come in? I have a little herd. I think that's what I was thinking. Flock. I have a flock. (laughs) Yes, I have a little flock. But um, yeah, today is day 10, and everything is going great. We'll do a whole... We'll do a whole podcast Definitely. on the postpartum. So We're going to do a whole podcast on all of your postpartums because we haven't oh. talked about any of them oh yet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, the little teaser is that everything's going great and I'm in, I'm just feeling so blessed and so thankful and so in love and inspired and mm-hmm. supported and all the good things. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. We're all too. tucked into bed right here. The little man's asleep. We're drinking black tahini warm milk drink Mm -hmm. after Sarah and the little dude just had an herbal bath yeah yeah we got flowers on the altar and Mm -hmm. the lights down low and it's it's just very romantic it's just juicy this is like my every evening I just lay in here Mm -hmm. and like ponder the beauty so yeah let's let's rewind 10 well 11 days um yeah, I guess I'll just... Where do, where do you ever start a birth story? I don't know. I don't know either. I guess we'll start on my due date, quote unquote. I I started out not really telling people my due date, and then as more and more people asked, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's the 16th, but you know, give or take a couple of weeks, and I usually don't... Most of my... All of my babies have been born after the due date, mm-hmm. so I figured it would be after. And I was just telling Mabel... When I first calculated my due date, just by counting on the calculator, I got right around like the 23rd, 24th of November. My mom's birthday is the 24th. So Mm I was like, well, that would be really sweet. But anyways, according to the official calendar, it was the 16th of November. And of course... that was, this is not really important, but that was based on your LMP or your date of ovulation? Date of... Conception. Well, the day that we made love. So I don't actually. I'm not sure exactly when I ovulated. Uh-huh. Yeah, in there. But um, yeah. So you know, by four days after quote unquote due date, I had lots of people bugging me. <laughs> Sorry. My my friend came in the door and was like, "Is it happening?" And I, I literally was like, "If one more person." Ask me that. I'm going to smack them or something like that. Like so I'm, public service announcement. If you have a pregnant friend or you see a pregnant person in a grocery store, don't ask them when they're due. Or if you do, just expect maybe a slightly annoyed response. Um, anyways, so, yeah. 
Papa Z came in to look at his little son. <laughs> you want to take him? He's very asleep. <laughs> you want to take him? Okay. And um, so yeah, I was I was slightly irritated at that point. Anyways, do you want to talk about when Nicole came and your mom asked? Oh yeah, yeah. So I think my midwife came like four days after my due date quote unquote and you know she came up how you feeling yada yada I'm like actually at that point I was not feeling good because I started having this pelvic pain which I I think is was lightning crotch no I think (laughs) oh no I think lightning crotch which I think I was having that too was like more of like a very uh, like a flash Uh of intense nerve pain which I was getting that but it was like very much a flash where I think I started experiencing this like intense shooting pain starting at my groin going down with every step that I took. Mm. And I had experienced it a couple weeks previous and then another time. And then this time it was just like sticking around where mm-hmm. it wasn't going away for like the whole day. And literally every step I took was like this shooting pain. Oh, no. And it was like going d- back into like my perineum. And um, this was the weekend before he was born. And I was just laying on the couch, pretty much laid out. Mm-hmm. And um kind of getting nervous about the idea of having yeah. this sensation while I was in labor because I'm like how am I gonna I've always been very much a mover around or walker uh-huh. which is funny because this labor I didn't do that oh, much yeah? of yes mm-hmm. but we'll get to that so yes I was I was feeling pretty bummed and also just you know going from being able to function relatively normal to not at all luckily mm-hmm. it was the weekend and my husband just you know was around the house all day and it was like can you get me this can you get me mm-hmm. this sorry kids no I can't play with you like just on the couch and luckily I actually Mabel had suggested she was like you I'm pretty sure Lindsay McCoy from Body Ready Method um has a couple things on oh so I self-diagnosed myself with SPD <laughs> which is like mm-hmm. symphysis pubesis dysfunction dysfunction which is basically when, you know, the joint of your pubic, your pubic joint gets kind of overstretched and misaligned. And I had been going to the chiropractor and she had said um, my previous, no, sorry, I'm getting my timelines mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, no, right. She had said my previous appointment that it was definitely misaligned. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't surprised that, it, you know, everything is so loose at that point that yeah. it just kind of went back. And anyways, so maybe was like, check out, see if Lindsay McCoy from Body Ready Method, I'm pretty sure she has some things on SPD. And so I went on her Instagram and sure enough, I found um, some exercises. I also checked on YouTube and found a handful of videos. Some of them were like, don't open your legs, do the mermaid thing. Hmm. Like, don't spread uh-huh. your legs because that's just going to irritate it, which sort of makes sense. Kind of makes sense, but it's really difficult to move around <laughs> with your legs together mm-hmm. with a huge belly and, like, already having some round ligament pain and, like, not really being able to like, use my abs in certain... Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was just awkward. And that doesn't really seem like a solution. It just seems like avoiding the problem. Yeah, exactly. And so I did a couple of the exercises, which we're basically like they're stabilizing so it's like engaging the glutes engaging the um inner thighs 
and I stood up and it was gone. Wow. It was like night, black and white. I was like, okay, I found something. Thank goodness. Awesome. It was super amazing. And then, you know, like within an hour or two, it started coming back up, but I was like, okay, I got something that I know mm-hmm. helps. Also rewind. And um, <laughs> I had been doing the Body Ready Method prenatal program. I was pretty on top of it. Um, I was doing it, you know, at least three days a week up until probably week like 34. And I was feeling amazing. But at some point I had kind of like strained my round ligament moving furniture, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, that was like a mistake. (laughs) Silly move on my part, literally. But I noticed that doing those exercises was kind of aggravating the Mm -hmm. round ligament thing. And also, at that point, sleeping in felt more important. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I kind of started slacking off on my strengthening and stabilizing exercises, which um, I think if I had stayed on top of that, probably this pelvic situation mm-hmm. might not have happened. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, I just want to emphasize how awesome and amazing and important I feel like doing these strengthening stabilizing just in general throughout pregnancy mm-hmm. I think like I really noticed a big difference in my pregnancy this time yeah you're definitely inspiring me to be more dedicated yeah. to it next time yeah I really felt it anyways so sorry this is a lots of for forward okay so let's see I'm gonna start with Tuesday okay Tuesday was two days before he was born and Wait, we never actually finished the story that you're talking about when the, the midwife came. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> okay, that well, that was on Tuesday. Oh, she came perfect. Tuesday morning, and I was like, my pelvis, is and she was like, you know what? And all the ladies, most of the women that I have seen who have had this in labor, it just, like, didn't bother them. Mm-hmm. And she was just, you know, really supportive and stuff. And she went downstairs, and my mom had been, happened to be there, and I hear my mom ask her, like, so, anything happening? Any news? And... I just got so annoyed with my mom. Like, mom, you just asked me right before mm-hmm. the midwife got here. I've told you how I'm feeling. What makes you think that she's going to have any more information that I do than I do about my mm-hmm. body and how close I am to going to labor? Was she, like, expecting that the midwife had done a vaginal exam? I have or? no idea. Hmm. But, um, and... I don't remember when Nicole said, like, nope, just, you know, just got to wait and see kind of thing. And I went downstairs and my mom said a couple other things to me. And I remember just feeling so annoyed with her. And I said said out loud, I'm like, I think I'm getting close to labor just because of how (laughs) irritated I am with my mom. I can tell that I'm getting closer because Mm -hmm. she's just pissing me off right now with everything she (laughs) said. Wait, you said that out loud to her? No, no, no. No, no. She left, but I was just, like, Mm -hmm. visibly irritated. And my friend Aga came over and, like, rubbed my shoulder. She's like, how you doing, Mama? I'm like, I am annoyed. (laughs) I'm so annoyed. (laughs) Anyways. It makes sense that as you get closer to that portal, you have less capacity to deal with other people's nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love my mom, but it was just, I was so irritated with but, yeah, that comment in specific was, like, mm-hmm. just she's so very much, um, you know, just these very subtle. She's, you know, she had my my sister, my youngest sister, her last child at home in the tub at her house. And, like, she's very, I would say, on the side of, like, 
natural healing ish mm-hmm. trust like she's on that side of things but um still there's like these very subtle belief systems and I also want to say that um my my son not my third son not my youngest anymore but mm-hmm. it's yellow he likes to sleep over her house a lot and like the weeks leading up to the birth I was like I don't know if I want him sleeping over because if I go into labor I want him to be here and she mm-hmm. texted me back Oh, don't worry. When you go into labor, we'll all come over. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You are not invited. You <laughs> You're all going to come over? And I was like, listen, Mom, I love you. And she was at his birth also, which it was mostly fine, her being mm-hmm. there. But there was moments where she was annoying me. Yeah. And I think we actually mentioned it in the story that we did yeah. on Cielo's birth. Yeah. But she was also, I think there was a part of her because I had lost blood and fainted and she was there and she felt like she was, she was playing a really important part in making sure that I didn't like fall off the toilet and hit my head and mm-hmm. anyways um yeah so it was interesting having the conversation with her about her not being there and she was like well you know I made sure you didn't fall and hit your head and and I just want to be there this time to walk, keep an eye on you. And I can just tell already, like, first of all, I just don't want you there because I just really don't want anybody there who mm-hmm. doesn't absolutely need to be there. And two, like, you don't, I don't need you projecting this thing because yeah, you totally. obviously are still carrying something from that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that was, you know, a little bit uncomfortable, but she took it pretty well. And she was like, ultimately, it's up to you and I want you to do mm-hmm. what makes you happy. And I'm like, great. Thank you. You can come afterwards and make me muffins. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, Tuesday, Nicole left. I was annoyed. <laughs> then I headed to the chiropractor. It was like 5 o'clock and it started snowing. And I dropped my kids. Oh, that was that day. Mm-hmm. I dropped my kids off at my friend's house. And she was like, you sure you're good to go by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. She's like, you sure you're good to drive in the snow? And I'm like, Yeah. I'm good with a little bit less confidence. And I'm driving. I have, like, a, a car that has four-wheel drive. And I'm like, oh, I think Probably I'm doesn't right. have snow tires yet, though. Does not have snow tires yet. And to get to the chiropractor, I have to drive over, like, a pretty big, windy-ish... The mountain that I live mountain, on. ...mountain. The one that Mabel lives on. And I'm driving up, and I'm like, okay, there's some snow on the ground, but I'm all right. Get to the chiropractor. She's like, oh, yeah, you're for sure, like out of alignment here, out of alignment here, like, yeah, hopefully you should be feeling way better. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, now I got to make it home (laughs) in the snow. Mm -hmm. And she had said, I usually go this other way, but it's twice as long because it's flat, but it'll take you twice as long. But I was anxious to get Mm -hmm. back to my friend's house who was watching my kids. Anyways, drive drive up the mountain and I get like to the top-ish and there's like 20 cars stopped at the top of the steep steepest windiest part of the mountain and it's getting dark and it's snowing and there's no plows and I'm like hmm how long am I gonna sit here hmm this would be a really interesting place to go into labor (laughs) and um I sat there for like 25 minutes and the cars didn't ever go wow and so I turned around drove super slow down this behind then backed up on the way down because there was a huge box trucks going like one pile per hour down this steep steep mountain anyways took me like two and a half hours to get home my pelvis felt way better after that wednesday i felt really pretty good don't remember what happened on wednesday day 
But um, Wednesday night is the night that my husband decided to patch our floors, which we we renovated our house. Uh, We bought this house seven years ago and totally renovated the whole thing and did like all natural building techniques. And we did, we made earthen floors, but we didn't do it quite right. And they're kind of like cracking and crumbling and it's this whole it's situation. It's a saga. It's a saga for sure. And um, at one point we were contemplating like completely redoing them, ripping it all out with like, I'm putting in a hardwood floor. But like my due date was getting closer and closer <laughs> and that would mean not having access to a mm-hmm. kitchen for like six days or whatever. And I was just... As much as I wanted a new floor, I was like, this is just going to be way too stressful. Mm -hmm. And so we settled with just, like, patching them with concrete. Which we've done many times before. Yes. (laughs) And um, so Wednesday night, my husband's like, hey, we're going to do it tonight. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like, I just want to get this done. I've been waiting for months for him to, like, Mm -hmm. make it a priority. And so we have our friends over. We're, like, the kids are, like, hammering the holes out with their little Uh hammers. We've got the fans going because it's super dusty. We've got, like, crazy, like, music going on the speaker. (laughs) I'm on my hands and knees, like, peeling stuff off the floor. And um, he's like, man, I hope the baby doesn't come tonight because... We got we got to finish this, and I take take a picture of us all in action, and I send it to my midwife. I'm like, I hope he can wait till tomorrow. And she was like, When I got that message, I knew he was coming soon. <laughs> and um, our my housemate Dan, who I love and is super sweet and caring, he's like, What are you doing? Hmm. He's like, You should be upstairs resting. And I'm like, Dan, haven't you ever heard about the Amish women scrubbing their floors when they were in labor? Little did I know I was going to go into labor in a few hours, but um, I'm like, I'm fine. I feel good. I can do it. And so, sorry if you guys can hear crying kids downstairs. (laughs) It's just how it is. It's a zoo. Um, So, yeah, we got kids. We've finished as much as we could at about 1130. Kids finally in bed and asleep by 1130. And, so, like, holes um, were dug out and cement was poured? Yes. Okay. And, like, a, a bit of mopping had been done, but there was definitely still, like... Almost there. Furniture off the floor, like, layer, like, dust, cement dust still. Like, you needed probably, mm. like, five or six more <laughs> mo- um, cycles of mopping. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready for bed. And I felt him lower, him being the baby. And people are always like, to the baby drop? And I'm like, I don't really know what that means. I don't know what that means. You didn't really experience that in any of your... No, I don't ever really, like, have remember distinct... But I think that's what I felt. Like, uh-huh. he just felt low. I felt some pressure. And um, you'd been having Braxton Hicks? Yeah. Yeah, I'd been having Braxton Hicks pretty regularly for uh-huh. a couple of weeks. And I told Zam, like, he's low. Like, something shifted. I feel shift. And he's like, uh-huh. you think it's starting? I'm like, I have no idea. But, like... I feel shift. That's all I can say. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it was about 1, 1 a.m. I woke up with some pretty strong contractions, definitely not Braxton Hicks. And I was uh-huh. like, all right, let's see where this goes. And they kept getting stronger. And I was able to lay in bed and breathe through them for, you know, a while. And then around at one thirty, I woke Z up, and he was like, all right, do you want to call the midwife? And I'm like, well, let me just, you know, see if this keeps going, how it's going. And your kids were sleeping through this? Everybody was sleeping at that point. <laughs> and um, 
yeah, kept just breathing, laying in bed, and then I called her before too long just to give her a heads up, like, something's happening, don't know, you know, just let you know, and because she lives a solid hour away. This is another moment for a shout out, mostly just because I've, I was reading this thread recently of, like, midwives who've missed people's births because they texted and didn't call in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Pick up the phone and make a phone call. Mm-hmm. If you want them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did want her there. I did. I also... Um, I also just want to say that um, I mentioned this a little bit somewhere. I'm not sure where, but I definitely had some f- fears and anxieties coming up mm-hmm. um, prior to this birth. And I almost feel like more than in the past. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I was having, I was definitely having fear and anxiety come up and I, and I was trying to figure out why that was. And, um, for whatever reason, like the sensations of labor felt so much, like I could remember them so much more Mm -hmm. clearly and in my body so much more than previous times. Like Mm -hmm. when I, previous pregnancies, um, it just felt like such a blur. And this time I just feel like I could remember exactly mm-hmm. the sensation of my bones opening and everything. So there was that. I also had like a dream that was kind of freaky. Um, Maya would like to pause so she can do something loud. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for asking, sweetie. That was a very sweet whisper. A little bit moist. <laughs> right up in my ear. her in my arms the other day like a baby and I was like you're huge okay I'm just gonna start over from the beginning okay so yeah I this pregnancy as I got closer and closer to birth definitely felt fears and anxieties arising that I don't feel like I've quite experienced in other pregnancies um I think there's a couple different reasons one I had a pretty scary pregnancy dream where I gave birth to a very premature baby in a public restroom. And I think we've all had those. I never have. I've never had I've never had like freaky pregnancy dreams. Mm-hmm. And also I ne- I had I didn't really I hadn't had any dreams of like the baby, like mm-hmm. seeing the baby. I had dreams that I felt like were connected to the baby, but I didn't like ever see the baby or the baby's face or anything like that. And you had in previous pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And, um, I also, I was listening to this podcast and this woman was saying how, like, her fifth labor was the most challenging. And mm-hmm. I think there was just part of me that, um, didn't want to get attached to the idea that, like, oh, it's my f- fourth labor. It's going to be mm-hmm. easier and smoother and quicker and all these things. And because... You know, so far I'd had three pretty smooth, you know, great home births with, you know, little things here and there. But overall, 
pretty great and I just didn't want to get attached to this idea mm-hmm. so there was that um <clears throat> I also chose to not take prenatals this pregnancy and I still took supplements but I didn't take prenatals per se and um at some point I kind of started panicking about that mm-hmm. like oh no like what if I what if there was something that I was super depleted in and the baby has a cleft palate and like mm-hmm. all these things and everything was it was all coming up and um I also because I had some bleeding with my third babe I think there was maybe and like for no real obvious reason um the bleeding was for no obvious reason yeah um like you know I was a pretty undisturbed third stage and um I think maybe there was like some little part of me that felt some distrust in my body Mm. And I didn't really come to that until, like, right before. Like, you didn't realize that was part of your... Right, yeah. Fears. That, that like, distrust is, like, only became clear. Mm. I think maybe it was in the birth visioning meditation that I did. Mm. That Mabel recorded and I did the meditation, which was really beautiful. Okay, so... <laughs> but at this point, you know... I kind of talked about it, sat with it, and at some point leading up to the birth, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens, like, bring it on, let's, let's mm-hmm. do this, I'm, like, ready, and Seems I was like also, a great place to get to, yeah, and I was also feeling just, like, so uncomfortable in my body, mm-hmm. just, like, I'm ready to not have another human inside of me, mm-hmm. I'm ready to have space, I'm just ready for this guy to be out, mm-hmm. and, um, so, yeah, at 1.30, called the midwife, um, told Z that it was happening and I was like I I felt that with every contraction like my three-year-old was kind of starting to rustle and I was like I'm gonna go in the other room because mm-hmm. I don't want to wake him up and he's like you hey. were still quiet through these contractions or I was getting louder it was oh. like I was it was harder to lay still I was starting to move yeah. and like make deeper breathing sounds and um Z was like, can I come with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he came and he snuggled and then he was like getting all affectionate. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, let's make love. And I was like, okay, <laughs> why not? Wow. And previously, like early, early on in the, in the birth, I like kind of felt like wanting to have, like feeling drawn to this like orgasmic kind of like. You mean more, earlier in the pregnancy? That's what I meant to say. Yes. John to having this like more orgasmic kind of like se- not sexual but just like feeling that like en- that like more sensual energy and like kind of wanting that to be part of it and he reminded me of that and I'm like sure let's That's let's so try cool. it was cool and I was like and maybe you know maybe it will help speed things up and so you know it wasn't anything like crazy long but it was really beautiful and it Aww. was so sweet to connect in that way and like just pause when I had contractions and um yeah, it was really nice to have that moment together. Did it feel significantly different than when you were not in labor? Not really. I mean, obviously when the contractions were happening. Uh-huh. But not not a ton. Hmm. Felt good. <laughs> and um and then I feel like the contractions definitely got stronger after hmm. that. Like I remember laying down. I also was making a really big effort to rest in between mm-hmm. each contraction. Whereas rest while having sex. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had said I was like, I need to rest. He's like, it's gonna be quick. <laughs> All right. Fine. And he convinced me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, then the resting, and there was resting before. Gotcha. And I uh, hope you're okay with me sharing all this. 
And so let's see. Resting. Yeah. And then at one point he was like, well, that was a strong. And I was like, yeah, it's getting, it's getting the point now where I have to get up in Mm -hmm. between move, breathe, lay back down. But I was still really committed to like laying back down in between each Mm -hmm. one. Whereas previous labors, I remember, especially with my, you know, my first at kind of early on, I was like, it's just too annoying to get up and down in between each one. And I'm just going to be up. And I probably got myself tired out more quickly at that point. So yeah, it was great because it was a little bit annoying to get up and down, but there was, there was numerous times where I went into a deep sleep in between each one. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then at one point my three-year-old woke up crying, crying, crying. My husband took him downstairs. They fell asleep on the couch. Then it was just me and my other little guy in my bed, five-year-old, he slept solid. And I was at this point, he's a deep sleeper. He's a deep sleeper. At this point, I'm up and down. I'm moaning. I'm groaning. Mm-hmm. I'm shifting. I put the music on because I was kind of, at this point, it was around f- five and like things were starting to get pretty uncomfortable. And I was like, all right, I'm feeling, I'm getting there. Called midwife again and was like, hey, definitely, it's definitely happening. And she's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm ready. Just let me know whenever you want me to come. And then I called her again at 540. And I'm like, yeah, I want you to come. And it was at that point that I was feeling like I, I was wanting some, like, emotional support. Mm-hmm. Just, like, some fresh energy. And Z was still sleeping on the He couch? was still sleeping. And he, he asked me, he was like, why didn't you wake me up? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wanted you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> not, and I wanted not – I did want him there. I just also – I don't know. I wanted him to be able to sleep. Yeah. And – um. It was around then where I noticed going into a really deep squat and, like, breathing down felt good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I wouldn't quite call this pushing, but, like, there's energy. Mm-hmm. I'm invoking energy moving downward. I was like, interesting, okay. And the sun came up. That's always a refreshing moment. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go outside. That was not happening. So I <laughs> managed to open the window and, like, stick my head out the window and take a couple deep breaths and look at my lawn and all the kids' toys and remind myself that, like, this was a temporary situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, before I know it, I'm going to be down there holding my baby, hanging out with my mm-hmm. kids in the yard. And... I think it was also around that point that I was like, why, why do I do this? <laughs> why am I doing this? And I looked out of the window a couple of times. I was feeling like, okay, hey, I really wanted the midwife there at that mm-hmm. point. And she arrived. Z woke up. Everybody came upstairs and she walked in and I said out loud, I was like, why do we do this? <laughs> and I don't remember her response, but that was the mood mm-hmm. I was in at that point. She was like, you're doing great. And I was like, I feel pushy. She was like, amazing. Just just listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my head, I was like, don't don't we need to make sure I'm 10 centimeters? But, like, <laughs> she wasn't concerned at all about that. And I'm like, okay, great. That's so funny because I've never, like, I don't think that's a concern that you have for anyone else in the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, like, when you're practicing as a midwife, I highly doubt that that will be part of your Probably ethos. not. Yeah. But just in your funny labor brain, there are these... Just- things that get stuck totally totally yeah and I think I did try to check I did check try to check myself at one point Mm -hmm. I think before she came but like everything felt really high I was definitely dilating but like Mm -hmm. my cervix felt super high I couldn't really tell any couldn't tell exactly Mm -hmm. like wild guess maybe five maybe six I don't know (laughs) not ten 
but it was my cervix was really high up there and um yeah she she asked me if you want to start filling up the tub I said yeah great and at this point oh yeah so you had a birth tub out in that room right I had a birth tub in like we have like this little yoga room living room area outside of my bedroom upstairs where three other boys have been born in and I labored in for a little bit yeah exactly it's the birth room (laughs) um and we started filling up the tub and yeah I pretty much stayed in the same spot so I, I I didn't end up walking very much at all this mm-hmm. labor. I went pretty much from my bed to the spot on the rug, um, which there it's like 10, 10 feet apart. And I just kind of stayed in the spot and I... Not in the tub. Not in the tub, next to the tub. The tub took forever to get filled <laughs> up because our hot water heater kept shutting off. What? And um, which like, I don't feel like has ever really happened before. No. And also, during that visioning meditation that I did a couple weeks prior, I saw myself giving birth out of the tub mm-hmm. on the rug. And I told Mabel, like, I, d- I saw me being born on the rug, <laughs> or whatever I said. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of stayed kneeling, doing this, like, deep downward breathing. Like, you could, I wouldn't really call it pushing, but there was, I was welcoming it, you know. Mm-hmm the opening and yeah I just at this point uh, the midwife got there at like 6 40 somewhere around there took her about an hour and um oh and I was like my kids get Mayuna she had a sleepover so Mayu everybody all the kids woke up my friend who was pregnant who was watching the kids came over and yeah I just stood up and squatted and stood up and squatted and if you've seen any of Sarah's birth videos, you'll know she's the squatting and labor queen. Yeah. The <laughs> midwife assistant was like, wow, you move better in labor than I do in regular life. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, I just kept working it. And the midwife was awesome. She was, I feel like she knew exactly where I was at in my mm-hmm. mind. And like her... I had made a very, very clear list, which we made a podcast Uh on, and one of them was, like, just um, remind me to be present and patient and, like, speak words of encouragement. And Uh her words of encouragement were very genuine. Yeah, it was super helpful. And, again, I think I checked myself again, and he felt super high, and I was like, man, he feels really high. And I felt frustrated. And she was like, just trust what you feel inside. And that was really cool because I felt, for the first time, I feel like I could feel him moving inside me, like spiraling. And I could feel him moving down. And I had also just watched a video from Lindsay McCoy about how you can tell a baby's position with, like, where mom's feeling sensations. Mm -hmm. So that was really fresh in my mind. And I could feel. Yeah. And I could feel, like... The spots in my lower back and like the in the back of my hips getting triggered and I was like oh that's where he's at that's awesome it was really really cool and so I felt very very in touch with him and myself and um I don't think I still was not the most patient <laughs> but I felt very present Aww. and yeah at that point when I had reached up and felt him pretty high I was like all right I'm gonna try to do some like 
stronger pushing. And at this point, like, pushing felt good. It was, uh-huh. like, really re- relieving the intensity of the contraction. Um, and, yeah. So I kept my... I wasn't pushing very long. And the tub was full and not warm. So that was kind of out the window. <laughs> and um, my husband... A couple of days previous, he was like, do you want me to hang up the Ohm Gym? And the Ohm Gym, for those of you who don't know, is kind of like one of those yoga swinging things that you hang upside down and do stretches. And many of our friends have had them at their labors. This particular green Ohm Gym that we've had since Z and I started dating. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea. So in labor, he hadn't hung it up. And in labor, he comes up, he's like, do you want me to put it up? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so, you know. Like but you already had the hooks in the ceiling. It wasn't like... No, no, no. We oh. didn't. He's like, okay, it's going to be really loud. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so he's got the driver, which is like this, you know, super powerful drill, drilling above my head. And it's like... <laughs> super loud. Sawdust is falling on me. He hooks yeah. it up. Um, and I'm so glad he did because it was really, really helpful. It was really awesome because... During the pushes, I was pulling down, and I just like to have that like counter, mm-hmm. you know, force was really amazing. And then in between, I would just like hang in it and just fully relax. Mm-hmm. So it was a great tool. There's an incredible picture of her pushing like that. Yes, yeah, I think we'll share that. And um, yeah, I, I at some point I was like, hey Z, you want to catch this baby? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> get on over here. And we hadn't talked about that before because I thought I was going to be in the water. Mm. And so he got behind me and I think the baby came down pretty quick because it was not long after I felt myself where he felt really high that I felt him coming down really low. And I think, I don't know if I had said out loud, like I feel him. I was like, he's right there. I feel him right there. And, and it was that that sensation that I had been remembering so vividly with my previous birth of like mm. the like my sits boat is just like being spread apart and like mm-hmm. that big head just coming down and I said out loud like this is the feeling that I hate like mm. this is the feeling that I've been like wanting to just avoid and not face and um Nicole my midwife said something I can't remember what but I was like yeah th- like this only one way that this baby is going and it's out Mm -hmm. and I just like you know gathered my strength and pushed really hard and his head came out and again with my last birth his head came out my third birth his head came out and then kind of just like stayed there for a little Mm -hmm. bit and I had to wait for him to you know spiral and for the next contraction and like that also was a very challenging moment Mm. and again with this guy's head was out and then I was just like having to wait for the next contraction and in the video or you can even hear me I'm like get it out like this (laughs) I want it out Mm -hmm. of me now and she she being my midwife was like just stay with your breath and um you can see in the video I'm like trying to get away from it like I kind of go up on my tippy toes Mm -hmm. and she's like just don't run away from it like get back back down into it and I did and um and then his shoulders rotated and out he came and she caught him and he was totally perfect and yeah then all the kids gathered around and were all the kids there while you're pushing Mm -hmm. wow just like quietly watching yeah 
Yeah, no, he had his ears plugged. Because you were too loud? Yeah, I think he was, I think he was a little bit concerned throughout mm-hmm. the labor. I, I looked up a couple times and, like, his face was very much like, whoa, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And I smiled and I'm like, okay, I'm okay, but I'm all right. And then mm-hmm. he smiled and, but, um, yeah, they were all right there. And, yeah, I got... I was pretty uncomfortable at that point, so, like, trying to find a position that I could relax in and hold the baby was, like, Mm -hmm. there was some rearranging that needed to happen, and we snuggled and lay down, and we had, like, a little family huddle, which Mm -hmm. was super cute, and I don't know, at some point I started getting crampy again, and, um... Nicole had a birth stool, and so she asked me if I wanted to sit on that to birth the placenta, which I did, and it was so great, because at that point I was just tired of squatting yeah. and stuff, and it Holding was it up. was so perfect. I'm like, I don't know if I did, I've done that before, but it was mm-hmm. the perfect thing. I felt so comfortable awesome. sitting there, and placenta slipped right out, and there was like very minimal bleeding. He latched within a couple minutes, and yeah. We had a, just, like, a really sweet family snuggle. Mm-hmm. And then eventually... Um, eventually made my way to the bed, which, like, you know, I was thinking... I know we've talked about the golden hour and, like, reflecting on that a little bit. And that the moment after him being born... Like, there was definitely... It was not an hour. There was definitely mm-hmm. moments of stillness where I feel mm-hmm. like I got to, like, really soak everything up. But I feel like because I was so uncomfortable, once I got up and moved to my bed, mm-hmm. there was definitely, like, more of a... Then I got to the bed. Then then we cut the cord. Then she mm-hmm. went, you know... Then I wanted, Then I went to the bathroom. And, like, at that point, things kind of, like... That, like, moving, shifting mm-hmm. energy had kind of entered the room. Um, so looking back, like, I feel like maybe I would have wanted to kind of be able to slow that down a little bit more but um yeah oh yeah and then at some point I remembered that it was Thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) and uh that was a really 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 sweet moment too to just you know already feel so thankful for such a beautiful birth and such a beautiful perfect little babe and family and all the things and then I was like oh yeah (laughs) This is the day you chose to come Aww. into this world. So that was a really, really sweet, sweet thing. And yeah, then we snuggled in the bed and then the after pains came and dread those. I ended up taking ibuprofen. I tried, in the past I've tried you know, the after ease from Wish Gardens, and I tried this magnesium glycinate that um, Marion from Mindy Birth recommended, and I got the Arnica and, but, and the hot water bottle, but still, at one point, mm-hmm. it's just like, I just want to relax. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I took ibuprofen was after I had Cielo, my after pains <laughs> for Cielo, so, like, I do not take that uh-huh. stuff lightly. It's a rare occur- occurrence, but... Um, that helped a little bit and yeah did you guys have any kind of ritual for cutting the cord like were the kids there were they part of the yeah movie? yeah all the kids were around z cut it we just like did a little hay mm-hmm. and yeah i actually i have candles up there from when we 
tried to burn Naui's cord, uh-huh. and I was looking at them, and I was like, that would have been sweet to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Patrick would have made you a box. Yeah. Oh, well. Next time. Next time. <laughs> if there's a next time, it would be sweet. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I also, like, um, that was the other part of it was... My cords have always been kind of short. This time it was, was a little, yeah. This time it was a little bit longer. Like I could at least pick them up and put them mm-hmm. on my chest and stuff. But um, also, we hadn't planned ahead for the placenta bowl, and the placenta bowl that ended up, the pl- the bowl that the placenta ended up in was like pretty small. <laughs> and so, like as I'm waddling to the bed with. Z holding baby and midwife holding placenta bowl. She's like very carefully <laughs> having to walk because it's like this kind of precarious out. because yeah, like the blood is like a couple, you know, like quarter inch from the top. So it was like all a little bit awkward mm-hmm. at that point. And, and I was like, we can cut the cord. Like, I don't, I don't want blood smelling everywhere. And, Reasonable. um, yeah, but, and about how long was it between his birth and the placenta? It, it wasn't long. I don't know. Maybe 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. You just felt that now it's time? Or like, did you feel it Yeah, separate? I started feeling I started feeling cramps. And I had asked, I actually asked Nicole, I was like, can you help me figure out, can you help me like see if like you feel like it's um, detached? And she said, she was like, yeah, it looks longer. And I see some membranes right there. And um, so I got, I got on the stool and I... And I had had some cramps at that point, and I think I like gave a little push and, and tugged on it just a little bit, and it was mm-hmm. right there, and it slipped right out. Um, yeah. Oh, and this time afterwards, like with my first birth, my butt was so sore, mm-hmm. and my midwife kept saying, "She's like, feels like the baby came through there, doesn't it?" I'm like, "Yeah, it does." And with the <laughs> second and third, I don't remember that so much, but with him again, my butt was really sore, mm-hmm. which I just think is interesting, like. You know, I don't know if it's my body or the way that I was pushing or mm-hmm. just the way that his head came down and out. It's all a little bit different. They were both born in, like, the same position, right? With you kind of squatting and holding onto something? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was in a very similar position when I birthed my good boy. Glad you caught him. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, so it was all very smooth and... Mm-hmm pretty straightforward and like I feel like every step of the way that I had like any concerns it just everything was super smooth and turned out the best that it could and now he's just the sweetest little guy squeaking over there is he? I think so (laughs) unless that's one of the screaming children yeah have you talked to the kids about their experience of it? Because I think that's something that a lot of people are afraid of. Like, my kid's going to be traumatized by... Yeah. Well, we talked about it quite a bit previously. Yeah. Um, I have this really beautiful book that someone gifted to me called Mom and Dad and I Are Having a Baby. And it's about home birth and it goes through all of the, you know, stages that might be confusing with, like, really beautiful, pretty vivid drawings. Mm Mm-hmm. And we read that a lot. Um, there's a couple of things in there that are kind of old school that I mm-hmm. don't. Like then the midwife is going to deliver the baby or yeah, something like that. Yeah, and like, you know, there's a bulb syringe in there for like the uh-huh. midwife's, you know, little things. But it, <laughs> they get the gist, yeah. and, and I think it does a pretty good job. 
And so we read that a bunch, and the kids have watched a lot of their birth videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was interesting because Cielo seemed, from what I could tell, pretty unfazed. Noe seemed a little bit freaked out. Mm-hmm. And also, when Mayu first got home, she didn't want to come upstairs. Mm-hmm. It took her a while to like want to come into the room. So she was I was all about it with Cielo's yeah, birth. Yeah, so I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, and we talked about it afterwards. Noe asked me, he was like, why were you making all those noises? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, it was pretty intense, bud. Like, it's pretty strong feelings. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, dad has no idea how intense it is. <laughs> it was, like, so serious. And the way that he said this mm-hmm. and sincere, it was like, it was like he felt like he knew. Mm-hmm. But my dad didn't. His dad. It was really, really cute. Um, but yeah, I think he was a little bit nervous, you know, I was, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of them were traumatized. No. And yeah, I think they're all, so far everybody seems pretty happy to have mm-hmm. a little brother. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like there are any lessons or common themes from either pregnancy or from this week and a little bit of knowing this little dude that showed up in the birth? Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. Nothing. Nothing super. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I. But I would like to keep pondering that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think. Um. I think like giving myself permission is to just like be, and to take care of myself and just be Mm -hmm. present. Um is kind of one of them like I think Mm -hmm. throughout my pregnancy it's been difficult for me to like give myself permission to rest or give myself permission to like do this birth meditation or um we Mabel and I had these really beautiful coloring pages of like Mm -hmm. birth affirmations that we printed out for the prenatal class and she had said, like, maybe you want to color these at some point. And I'm like, yeah, right. When am I going to get to <laughs> that? Free time. And then um, when I was on the couch those couple days with my pelvis hurting, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll color. <laughs> and so I colored them, and I really enjoyed it. It was really sweet, and I actually hung them up. Mm-hmm. And um, But anyways, yeah, so I think there's, like, there was that in my pregnancy. And I think in general in my life. And I definitely find myself in moments through this postpartum of like, oh, I should be, I have this time, I'm sitting here, I should be like, you know, getting that stuff done that I've wanted to be get done for (laughs) weeks, months, years, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wait, I don't actually want to do that. I just want to sit here and stare at my beautiful baby. Like, Mm -hmm. can I just give myself permission for that, to do that? So I think that's one, which Mm -hmm. is a good good thing to work on do you feel like there are any mantras or images or things to remember that helped you in your labor Hmm. or even movements or certain kinds of breathing yeah I definitely breath has just always always been my greatest tool I feel like and I feel like well breath and movement but this time it was like even more breath because Mm. When, when I was doing that, like, deep downward breathing, like, I wasn't moving, I was just squatting and Mm -hmm. just breathing down, like, these long, slow breaths, and that was super helpful. Um, 
but mantras no images not really I feel like more so just like being super connected with the sensations mm-hmm. of my body have been has been a, most of my labors mm-hmm. um, also like I guess I had said previously like not wanting to get attached to the idea of this labor going the way that my past labors have gone but I just it did kind of at mm-hmm. least in the timing of things like I've yeah. always gone into labor somewhere in the wee hours of the morning and babies have been born like early afternoon noon mm-hmm. and then this one was like early morning so just kind of interesting that it yeah. it did end up unfolding the way that the others have mm-hmm. but um yeah. I love birth stories like this that are just so simple mm-hmm. like not saying that it was easy like walk in the park piece of cake don't worry about it but just so straightforward and simple alongside the depths and profundity of it yeah totally totally yeah and it was funny because like right after he came out see my husband was like well that didn't look that hard and I was like (laughs) I made it look easy (laughs) and I had had and I don't mean that in like a egoic way at all but like I could understand someone else, someone else there had said like, wow, you, you've given me like inspiration and like hope for my own labor because Uh like it didn't, it didn't look that hard. (laughs) And you know, I'm like contemplating, (laughs) like, do I, I, it wasn't easy. It was definitely really challenging parts, but, but it was straightforward. And I guess also those challenging parts were also kind of short. Uh Um, I think it also is kind of connected to what we said in our episode about pain and labor it's like the difference between pain or intensity or challenge and suffering Mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely and something I had talked about with my midwife was I was just letting her know like how amazing her words of encouragement were and I was Mm -hmm. like you know I can't remember if I said this but there was one point towards the end where I could feel my mind going to that place of like oh man like get me the f out of here kind Mm -hmm. of in this like panicky and she right then she said she's like stay in it stay in it stay Aww. right with it and I was like okay and I went right back into that like focus place oh, I just got chills. yeah it was yeah it was really profound and it just I just love that she was right there with me like she just really felt it and I was I'm just I'm feeling so thankful for her Aww. because you know we talk a lot about midwives and I, I just okay. wasn't sure I had no idea we had talked a fair amount about what I wanted and didn't want and like she felt like she was on the same page with me, but you just have no idea until you're there. Yeah, that's what happened in, with, in my birth. Yeah, and I don't think she touched the baby once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think she ever, like... And I mean that in a way that I was, like, thankful. Yeah. Not that I, you know, if she needed to, fine, but she didn't need to. There mm-hmm. was really no reason for her to. And, um... Oh, yeah, I had said something like, you know, your words were so helpful. And because there was definitely moments where I was, I feel like I was almost losing trust in myself. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, that's just like, you have to go to those places. Mm -hmm. That's just part of birthing. It's like going to, again, going to that edge that you're just like, I don't, I don't know what's past this step. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm scared, I'm scared, you know? And not that I, not that I ever felt scared. I don't know if that's the right word, but just getting pushed to that edge and beyond Mm -hmm. and also 
who was oh and I showed that that one photo to my friend the other day and she was like wow like I can just feel the warrior energy totally and that moment between his head and his shoulders like his head was out and I there was such a moment where I I literally just felt like I had to gather all the strength of my being Mm. and like to get his shoulders down and out and like that push was just like yeah it felt like such a warrior energy that I had to call in so maybe that goes back to your mantra question a little bit but (laughs) yeah definitely Mm -hmm. beautiful and profound and straightforward Mm -hmm. and like yeah I don't don't feel like I have too many more words Mm -hmm. yeah I love that we do definitely talk a lot about the way in which midwives training is sometimes not helpful in supporting physiological birth and I think it's really important to have these stories where midwives are exactly what a woman needed because otherwise it can be so easy to go to this extreme of like every woman should have a free birth and you don't need anything from anybody but from my perspective we do need each other we are meant to be together to be with each other through these times and to have women there to say stay with it you got this yep Totally. I was thinking about that a lot, too. And, and yeah, we do talk a lot about, like, how there there can be a lot of ways that midwives practice that are not supportive. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think either of us want to come off anti-midwife because we definitely are not. Um, but... Yeah, she, she was the, to me, the idealist, not, I want to say, like, the way that I feel like a midwife, mm-hmm. well, that I want her to show up. She was there holding space. She also took a bunch of really amazing photos. I can't wait to see them <laughs> and watch this video. Yeah, oh yeah, let's, yeah, we gotta do that. Yeah, there's also, I just wanted to share, there was this moment when you were talking, you said that you felt like pushing or something, and she said whatever that's great just do it and when you said that I just felt this like relaxation in my body because I know in your previous births there's well the first two there was this moment where you weren't sure if you were ready and it was sort of directed from the outside and it kind of derailed things not Mm -hmm. like in a horrible disastrous way but just feeling that moment of like you have the permission you have the power do what you need to do. Totally. Even just hearing the story afterwards, I was like, oh, that feels yeah. so good. Yeah. There was numerous times where she just reminded me to listen to my body and mm-hmm. that my body knew and to just keep going back to that, like going back inward to get the information and the wisdom and the direction. Mm-hmm. And that was super helpful. Did she listen to the baby at all? No. She didn't. She didn't listen. She didn't do blood pressure. She asked. She was like, do you feel like you want me to listen? And I was like, he's moving. I feel good. She's mm-hmm. like, great. That was it. Mm-hmm. That makes me so happy. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yay. Yay thank for, you. Thank you. Yay for Amazing Midwives. Um, yeah, her name is Nicole Primoff, by the way, at Beacon Community Midwifery. And yeah, she was amazing. And you were amazing, too. Yeah. Well, it was funny because in the video, like, she said that shortly after. She was like, you're amazing, Sarah. And I was kind of reflecting on it because there was part of me that was like, I felt weird to receive that. Mm. I don't know why. I, I'm not sure why. And, you know, people have said, like, good job. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. You know, like, of course I want to be acknowledged that, like, I did a hard thing. and But... I don't know. At the same time, it just feels like, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting with like why that feels, what feels funny about that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll, I'll get back to that. Yeah. But yeah, it feels like part of this sort of duality of birth being everyday regular, just part of what we do. And also this really epic, intense, sacred, difficult experience. Yeah. 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 And I think maybe there's this part of me that also feels like it's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Good not job, sure. Good job, little dude. Yeah. <laughs> you did a great job, too. You, you did a great job. You did. Everybody did a great job. Do you want to share his name or not yet? I think we'll wait. It'll come soon. This is way sooner than you've named any of your other babies. That's not true. Right? No, no? We had, I named another when I was pregnant with him. Okay. But sooner than the other two. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, as always, this brings inspiration and encouragement and questions and helps you move things, move mm-hmm. through things. And and I also just, um, you know, it was interesting. I was sharing, sharing with my friend yesterday who did not have the perfect home births that she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, both of her births were, well... To the two home births that she tried for both of them, she got transported, and it was interesting. I like there was a part of me that felt guilty almost, mm-hmm. and not that that was coming from her at all, but mm-hmm. it was just this this other place. Um, so yeah, I guess I just want to speak to all the people who really, really want a birth to go perfectly and smooth, and just acknowledge that, like the. The sadness and the frustration, and mm-hmm. I, I would imagine when things don't go how you want them to, and yeah, just feeling that, and um, yeah, and also trusting that like there's lessons in every step of the way, and mm-hmm. like opportunity for reflection and growth, and um, yeah, and I'm and I'm sure there's more lessons of, of this birth and mm-hmm. labor that I haven't uncovered yet. But, um, or maybe they're to come. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I'm so happy to be able to be here and receive you on the other side of this and make you food and get peed on by your little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks for being here. I can't wait to see you grow into a mother of four. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Next new adventure. Here's the here's the real birthing. That's I think mm-hmm. that's <laughs> the real the real birth is the the unfolding into parenthood. Mm. Yeah. To the fourth degree. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. I'm sure that we'll share some beautiful pictures and some more words and stories from this experience yeah. at some point. Yep. Have a good day, evening, morning whatever your time is. <laughs>